If you want more power, better vision, and a bulletproof mindset, then I would like to welcome you to CG+, Complete Games Online Player Development Center. Now, baseball and softball players of all ages and skill levels can access a multimedia experience providing education and instruction on your personal mobile platform. Rob Cruz has put together an online video portal, a remote hitting program, as well as a series of online hitting courses boasting a curriculum that features pitch recognition strategies, power, video analysis, mental skills, and then some. For more info, log on to www.cg.plus. That's www.cg.plus to find out how you can complete your game today. What's up, party people? Rob Cruz, your host, Transcending Sport. Just want to give you a little pre-roll interlude for this next podcast. My guest is Jordan Bledsoe. He is, um, in one of my opinion, one of the smartest sports performance trainers that I've met. Obviously, um, it's a very important industry for, for athletes to be able to find the right sports performance trainer that can help enhance what they do on field and what they're able to do on field, as well as keep them healthy and educated in the process of just development overall mentally physically and so forth and so on so um i'm also going to be doing a series a player development player sports performance series with a number of different trainers from around the country contributing in different ways and you are really going to enjoy that so this is kind of going to be like an interlude well, like a sneak peek of what you can expect from some of the smartest minds that I know in my circle that are going to be able to help us to just understand and be better educated in the area of human performance overall. Check out the podcast. Welcome to the Transcending Sport Podcast with Rob Cruz. An audio experience bringing you interviews, conversations, and more from some of the most intriguing personalities in the sports world. And now, your host, Rob Cruz. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Transcending Sport. I'm your host, Rob Cruz. My guest is Jordan Bledsoe. He is the Director of Performance at Velocity Sports Performance Westchester here in Westchester, New York. And we get ready to rock and roll. We're going to talk a little bit about Injury, post-injury, return to play, um, return to play protocol, philosophy, and just how it goes and how it should happen. What's up, Jordan? Awesome. Thanks for having me, Rob. Of course. I'm glad you're here. Um, obviously, you know, we're going to be doing some stuff. We got some stuff that you and I are going to be collaborating on. We're going to get it popping. We got something going on this weekend, and I really can't wait to get that going. Um, but I, I wanted to really just introduce you to my audience so that they can kind of know who my peeps are. Who, are, who I'm rocking with, you know, who, who the smart, who the smarter people are in the world <laughs> when it comes to um, the needs, meeting the needs of athletes. And there's so many different aspects of human performance, um, ranging from sleep, nutrition, um, uh, exercise, relaxation, you know, all kinds of things, physical therapy, if you need it. Um, but, you know, I, obviously I wanted to hit, hit 
hit on something with you that you were you were concerned about with something you're passionate about and that's that's really like post injury like and how, how we get people back on the field or back on the court or back in the game uh, quickly and in a timely fashion and when they're actually ready to be back be back in action so um, what you got yeah and that's a that's a big piece of, of what we do here at Velocity is um, the, you know the big misconception in um, the sports industry is that you know strength and conditioning is only about the forward progress um, but obviously everybody knows that you know injury is a big part of of being a competitive athlete if it were easy if it didn't hurt if there wasn't risk involved um everybody would do it and and then these these elite athletes that we're working with um and that are listening to this podcast right now would be looking for the next thing to make them elite make them um separate from the group um so you know understanding the uh the process um and and filling the gaps in that process is kind of you know the priority of what i want to talk about here today Great, let's do it. So before we get into into the meat and the potatoes, tell us a little bit about you, your background, college, sports you played, why you do this, etc. Absolutely. Um, so I'm I'm from uh, New York State. Uh, I grew up upstate in the uh, the Poughkeepsie, New York area. Um, was a multi sport athlete: basketball, baseball, football, um, and. Uh, I eventually got the the scholarship offers for football, so I went to Fordham University in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, when I was about a junior in high school, um, I was approached uh, by a a local trainer that had just opened a gym. Um, You know, my my parents vetted him for hours on on what the gym was going to be about and and what he wanted to do with me and what his goals were with me. Um, And I eventually started training there and then kind of took that through my college career. which uh, ended the fourth game of my senior year with a, a major lower leg injury. Um, ankle dislocation, multiple broken bones, compound fracture, the whole deal. Um, and you know, from there, it was about a, a two or three year process where I was in and out of you know, surgeries, in and out of PT, in and out of um, you know, you know, various degrees of performance training based on what my clearance level was. Um, and I just developed a passion for that that entire process, um, which led me to my career in performance training. That's good. So, um, in your football career, you know, it, it, do you find yourself working with more people in football? Like, what, what sports are you working with now? Mostly, is it is it more of one particular sport, or is it just like a vast array? I of- actually. Um, that's that's funny that you asked that because um, you know we were we were sitting down and talking to some people a couple of weeks ago, and um, we started you know firing off examples of these these interesting sports that we've worked with over the years, um, and we decided to put together a list, and the list actually um, you know, included forty five sports um, <laughs> that we currently work with. Wow. Um, so you know over the course of a twelve month period, we're probably seeing you know, uh, two to 3,000 athletes um, cycling in and out of different phases of their, their competition seasons. Um, but yeah, everything down to, you know, I have I have three BMX riders in here right now. I have um, baseball players, softball players, um, football, lacrosse is big in this area, um, kind of the hub of the country. 
um, for lacrosse, um, everything down to, you know, tennis players and, you know, racquetball dancers. I have a couple ballet um, dancers in here that are doing their performance training. So, yeah, it, just about every sport you can think of, um, we've got on that list. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. So, so yeah. on, the, on the topic, and obviously with, with people who are, who are having these, who playing all these sports, um, you know, you're going to have injuries. Injuries are going to happen, you know. Uh, I think everybody at some point in their career has either played in some kind of pain and sometimes that pain can can obviously escalate to become an injury. Sometimes, you know, you can manage it properly and and keep it in the pain at the level of just pain, you know. Um, But... What what are you, what are some of the things that you guys are doing over at over at Velocity uh, when you're working with athletes who are you know either one like coming off of an injury trying to get trying to get back on the field and and are there specific specific steps and protocols that you guys adhere to? Yeah, for sure. Um, so so what we um, focus on here is what we call a return to play protocol. Yeah. Um, or a or a bridge program. Um, so. You know, obviously, like you were saying, injuries happen. You know, that's that's kind of part of sports. Um, and there's a pretty standard process that people have become used to um, in terms of, you know, when you get hurt and the varying degrees of injury. Um, so the way we look at it right now is that the, the process is first thing you get hurt, you go to the doctor, right, whatever that injury may be. Um, and the doctor assesses and diagnoses what you have going on. Um, if it's minor and you don't need anything further, they say, you know, you're, you're out for the next couple of days, you know, you're good to get back on the field. Um, if you need more, right, the next step is physical therapy. Um, and uh, physical therapy being, um, you know, a return to normal function uh, type of scenario where they have, they have codes, it's paid for by your insurance, like all very, you know, very good stuff um, for your, uh, for your recovery. Um, and then step three being clearance, right? You get done with, um, with physical therapy. They say, Oh, you're, you're good to go. And people jump right back out on the field. Um, so where we come into play and and something that we're really working hard on to educate people right now is that there's a gap. Um, and probably most of the people listening to this podcast right now, um, you know, can can identify for themselves like, yeah, you know, I got cleared, but I went back and I wasn't quite where I expected myself to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we come in um, with with corrective exercise and, and a, um, an expertise and understanding, you know, step one, two and three, you know, the doctor, the, the therapist um, and the clearance level and, and getting people back on the field performing the way they expect to. Um, but also not developing other injuries um, because of the compensations they're making. Uh, <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Because I'm, as you're talking, and I'm sure, like you said, people in the, in the listening audience are probably looking at, thinking about either themselves, and if they're a parent or a coach, they're thinking about someone who they're parenting or someone who they have coached or currently coaching or currently parenting. And you're saying, wow, you know what? I, I can see my kid or I can see my player. And I, 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 I hear what he's saying. You know, I'm think, I'm, for me, I'm thinking about myself because I remember when I had an injury, I, I had a hairline fracture on my fourth metacarpal on my left hand. And uh, this was in college, sophomore year. 
And um, the doctor says, okay, you're ready to go back and play. And I was like, really? Like, I feel like I'm going to break it again. I'm not ready. Uh, so it was like a mental thing, too, for me. It was like, I felt like every time I swung a bat, I was going to break it again. Like, I, I just wasn't mentally ready to get back. So is, is there, you know, do you, do you, do you help with that? Or do you, how, do you, how do you deal with that? To get players physically ready to come back and mentally ready to come back, which is probably more important on the mental side, too. Right, exactly. So, so just like anything else in in an athlete's process, right? The practice, um, you know, the technique, the training. The human body doesn't have the ability to to static state, right? You're always changing. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse, mm-hmm. right? So, in the case of an injury, right? You have that hand injury. You can't do what you want to be doing for, say, six to eight weeks at best. Now, now you have this massive gap. Um, in in your progress, right? That you just spent, you know, X amount of time um, basically hanging out, um, waiting for that that hand to heal, or if it's, you know, it could be an ACL, nine months, be a a labrum, you know, a a broken bone, eight weeks. Um, That's where return to play comes in because if, you know, you may medically, Uh insurance-wise, be cleared to go, but are you, you know, what are your expectations versus so let me ask you this question because I, 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 you know, hanging out in the back room with my trainer friends and my human human performance friends and my, even my physical therapist friends, you, you hear conversations and you hear the, the things that go on in, in conversations. And so I think sometimes your insurance may cover a certain amount of sessions in physical therapy. And then all of a sudden insurance says, OK, we're done paying for sessions if you need more sessions, you need to pay for them yourselves. And I, I think that depending on someone's um, financial situation, they might not be able to afford to continue to continue with, with, with the with the pro, with the return to play protocol in a lot of instances. Um, what what do you do in that scenario? Like, what what do you recommend? How do you advise someone to do it? Like, I don't have the money to, to pay for this out of my pocket. Right. Realistically, so, or even if I, even if I am, maybe I can only go twice a week. Maybe I need to go four times a week. But maybe now I can only really afford to go twice a week because my insurance is not paying for it. Now, what does that look like? Right. So, number one thing I, I talk to athletes and parents about when the injury happens is expectations, right? And that's that that should be kind of anybody's guiding. Um, guiding force in anything they're doing, right? Is, is if you have the right expectations of the activity you're doing, you're gonna, you're gonna find success. Um, so you have a certain expectation of your doctor, right? To evaluate and then potentially fix if a surgery is needed, right? You don't, you don't have the expectation of the doctor to, um, to give you therapy, right? That, that passes to the physical therapist. Right. Now, the, the big misconception is that the expectation of your physical therapist is to return you to the level you were just at. But right. in today's healthcare system, the the job of physical therapy and what the insurance companies are willing to pay for is a return to normal function. Right? Mm. Normal function being you can get up out of bed in the morning, you can throw your backpack on and you can head to school and you, you no longer need the hall pass that gives you extra time or you no longer need the elevator um, key. Like that that type of thing is what they consider normal function. Um, when, you know, 
if your expectation is normal function, you'll exit PT exactly where you need to be and you'll you'll come to a place like Velocity or another qualified performance training uh, space and and get that bridge program or that return to play. Um, but a lot of people go into physical therapy with that um, uh, that misconception or that that incorrect expectation that um, normal function is what was normal before versus normal for the population. So you mentioned qualified facility. Um, yep. A lot of people out here just putting people through workouts. Um, they're, not, yep. they're not putting people on any kind of real programs. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, due to the fact that they don't even have an assessment <laughs> and they probably don't even know how many S's you have to put in the word assessment. <laughs> right. But, um, um, so I, I feel like, you know, people say, oh, I'm working out. Look, coach, I'm working out. You know, and, and I'm like, I, I, I benched this yesterday. I, you know, I squatted this yesterday. And then you see these pictures of people just squatting wrong. And, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not a trainer. But I know when something looks wrong and when it's not, when it looks right, <laughs> I can look at it and tell. So, sure. um, so that, on, on that exact point, I have yeah. I have kind of four things that I recommend to you know if it, if it's somebody local, I'm recommending they come to me, obviously, yeah, right? Absolutely. But uh, these are these are kind of bullet points that um, that can be used for anybody um, to to assess the qualification of the person you might be dealing with, um, because th- this day and age there are a lot of um, doctors and physical therapists that are getting up to speed with the times and understanding what they have going on and saying, all right, you're, you're cleared to practice, but you need to go see um, a performance coach or a trainer to, to get stronger, to get um, your neuromuscular skills back, those type of things, right? So those are great things. That's a great um, progression in the system. But, you know, that does not mean you're going to... Um, the, fr- the free certified personal trainer at, at Planet Fitness for $10 a month. Um, it doesn't mean that you're going on YouTube and watching the guy with the coolest footwork drills or, um, you know, somebody, you know, squatting a thousand pounds, um, you know, and blowing blood vessels in their eyes and thinking like, oh, that, that guy's a trainer. He can do what the doctor's asking. Um, so the, the, the four things um, that, that I recommend people um, ask or or kind of vet their coach or their trainer um, through is uh, number one is is the understanding of your injury. Um, how did that injury happen? Um, what what generally causes it? What precursors were there that made you susceptible to that injury? Um, you know, obviously the you know the elbow and the shoulder for a, um, a rotational athlete or a throwing athlete. Um, you know, if you're a volleyball player, basketball player, really a, um, you know, a, an early teens female athlete, you know, what are the things that, that might have caused that ACL tear, which is so prominent now? Um, so if, if you're speaking to a coach or a trainer that, that can't, you know, understand how it happened, um, they're, not pro- they're probably not going to be able to bring you back from it. Um, and uh, number two would be, um, you know, does that person understand and have experience in the medical corrections that you underwent, right? Like, do they understand what the doctor did? Uh, you're a you're a 13 year old girl. Your parents bring you into a a trainer um, for a return to play after an ACL tear. 
the first question should be, did they take a part of your hamstring? Did they take a, a tendon from a, or a ligament from a cadaver? Or did they take a piece of your patella tendon? Like those, you know, the answer to that question changes, you know, the trajectory of your, um, your training program significantly. Um, and that, that's basic knowledge of, um, of what goes into the, the medical fix, the surgery, um, and the therapy. Um, the, uh, the third one is, is what physical therapy protocols, what codes, what in, insurance um, paid for activities were you put through because of your injury. Um, so, you know, having somebody that's, that's able and willing to communicate with your therapist um, is key. Uh, there, there can't be an ego um, in these type of scenarios where, where your trainer thinks they're, they're better than or, um, or more qualified than your therapist. Uh, your, your therapist is going to be part of the, the equation because your insurance pays for it. So they need to be able to, I need to be able to communicate with those people and know exactly what, what went on. Right. And then, uh, and then the last piece is obviously the most important, what you came for them for. Um, do they have the ability and the understanding of the biomechanical issues um, that generally stem from the first three things you asked, right? Do they, you know, do they know what happens when someone, um, you know, tears their UCL, tears their ACL, um, even rolls their ankle? Something as basic as an ankle roll. Like what happens to the body when when that happens, that needs to be bridged. Um, you know, what happens when, you know, you're stuck in a boot for six months um, and you're stuck on the couch and that boot is heavy and your foot props out to the outside. You know, what, what did that do to your pelvo, uh, your lumbopelvic hip complex? Um, you know, things, things like that need to be taken into consideration. And if, um, if your coach or trainer can't answer those questions or, or can't elaborate on on those type of things, you know that person's not qualified uh, to do your return to play. That's great, <laughs> and I think I think that's you know we, we're in a follow we're in a follow copycat culture where mm-hmm. people pick people, and these could be really great people really sure. nice guys nice women nice ladies that are very passionate they just don't know what the heck they're doing that's the bottom line and, you, and you have and you can't able just to, yeah. able to get Johnny a six pack um, or help mom lose the 20 pounds that she's been hanging on to right right she's my yeah she's my yoga great. Yeah, I got you <laughs> those are great things but that that does not qualify does not them qualify. to get you back on the field at an elite level that's great. So we got we got our four points of finding a trainer now. Um, is there? And it's funny. Um, for me, it's it's about experience. Um, when I'm looking at different people, like I I don't want the person that's conducting my surgery. I don't want the doctor that's fresh out of college doing my surgery. I'm sorry, I just don't. <laughs> hey, you want to be my first surgery patient? No, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You go ahead and you go ahead and operate on a few other people first. Call me call me in ten years and then we'll see what your record is. <laughs> But um, for me, you know, just, so just looking at what you're, what we're talking about here with the, in terms of the injuries, like I'm, I'm looking at it from this point of view, like I, 
coached a lot of players over the years and I've coached a lot of players over the years and most of my players um, have had the access to the best, you know, in the world of, of in the medical field, in, do- in terms of doctors, in terms of trainers, in terms of, they have the access. Um, but there's still those, there's still those, those, those people who get injured and those kids that get hurt, those athletes that get hurt. And I'm, I, I hear you talking about, um, you know, people, people throw around that word elite a lot, you know, it's like a word that we say, well, he's elite, she's elite, I'm working with elite athletes, you know, my definition of elite, I'm real careful with that word because elite to me is something different than what I think it is for most people. Um, elite is a mentality to me. Elite is a mindset. Elite is a level of commitment. But elite is not something that you just sign up for and you and you get the shirt and you say, okay, I'm now officially elite because I have the shirt and I have the bat to prove it and I have the cool batting gloves to prove it. Um, all you did was pay for the elite status in cash <laughs> but you, you you didn't pay for it in sweat equity and time um and so when you're working with those type of athletes i, I believe that the way they go about injury and overcoming injury because it's, it's definitely something that has to be overcome um i believe that those athletes are going to go about it differently and what do you see differently because you can have people with the same injury let's use this as an example and here's two elite athletes. So they're both playing at an elite level, but are they both elite? So you remember when, um, I think it was Derrick Rose. I don't know if you know where I'm going with the ACL. Yep. Derrick Rose, and who was the guy that was on the Knicks that had the ACL? They both had the injury at the same time. And the guy okay. that, huh? I, I, don't, I don't remember the name of that, but I know where you're going with it. Yeah, so... I can't remember the guy's name from the Knicks, but he he had the ACL at the same time as Derrick Rose, right? Um, And then he came back like the next season. Derrick Rose didn't come back for two seasons. Why? Yep. So so I see it all the time with um, you know it's the it's the same type of mindset of you know I'm sure you see it in 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 hitting lessons and you know somebody that walks in the door and says all right here's my body give it back to me when i'm good the the injured mindset is the same thing um you know there's people that approach their surgery approach their um therapy approach approach their return to play with a um with a tenacity with a um a mindset that I'm going to I'm going to get through this as quickly as I can with the most precision possible and there's other people that approach it with well I'm hurt you know put me on the shelf you know car goes in the shop um, and then you get the car back when it's better um, and it just doesn't it doesn't work like that um, and uh, you know and, and to your point with elite athletes um, you know I, I qualify a, an elite athlete as somebody who whose goal always matters more to them than it does to you. And no matter what you do, no matter how hard you work as their coach, 
you can't make the goal matter more to you than it does to them. And those those are the kids um, that are are coming back off of an ACL in you know four or five months versus the the standardized nine. Um, I like that definition. <laughs> yeah, and it, and and to your point, it's it's completely um, a mental quality. There is no tangible. Um, there's nothing you can grab onto or measure about somebody that thinks in that fashion. Um, but, but yeah, to me, that's, that's elite. When I say I work with an elite athlete, um, that's the qualification. And I work, I work with a, a ton of athletes that aren't elite too, yeah. um, that are mm-hmm. driving, get there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's not something you, you hand out at every, uh, at every tryout and just say, Oh yeah, yeah. Now you're elite. Right, <laughs> you, you made it. You're in a, you are now elite. Congratulations. Here's your button. <laughs> um, so this is great. So, you you, I think you mentioned off mic that you had three segments. Yep. To. Can, can you can you um, can you can you outline that in five minutes or less? Yeah. Yep. So so piece A right number number one is you know, is recognizing that there is no static state um, and applying the, the concept that you know about your skills, that you know about your fitness, that if you, if you stop, you know, you will regress. There is no, um, there is no ability to just hit pause on, on your talent, on your, um, your strength and conditioning and any of the aspects that you know are, are key to your performance. Um, they don't just pause because you got hurt. Um, so, you know, you know the, the first point is, is definitely wrapping your mind around the, uh, the idea that there's going to be a gap when you come back off of, off of this injury. Um, and, you, and you need to be physically and mentally prepared to, to bridge that gap as quickly as possible. Um, you know, or you become one of the statistics of, you know, uh, their career ended because of that injury. In, in whatever amount of time they never quite got back to the level they expected themselves um, or you're, you're loading yourself for another injury um, you know the you know, I wish I had the statistic in front of me right now but I know it's something like you know probably a third a third of ACL tears um, you know end up having another ACL tear and it's not the one they just had surgery on um, it's it's the other leg because they they rehab the hell out of the the torn one the surgery one um but did not uh did not take the time or have the the energy toward preparing the rest of their body and and just set themselves up for a for another injury um the uh the second point um that we talked about here was uh um, understanding the process um and and realizing that um, you know, as soon as you get hurt you, you go to the doctor then you go to the PT and that there's a there's another piece there's a third aspect um, in in return to play um, and and having that become part of the, the standard process versus um, the select few that get it uh, and then the, the last piece is, is knowing how to choose your your coach and that four-step process of making sure that the person understands the injury
injury that you had and how it happened. Um, understands the medical corrections that were made by by surgery or um, or otherwise. You know, did you spend time in a boot? Did you get a scope with you know three needles, or um, did you get a, um, a a graft taken from another part of your body or or a cadaver? Um, those things are important. Um, uh, understanding what your physical therapist did, um, both by experience, understanding what the standard protocol is for that recovery, um, but also having um, having the confidence um, and experience to be able to talk with your physical therapist and your doctor um, on a professional level um, to understand how to kind of seamlessly take you um, back out onto the field and not have it be a um, I call it Groundhog Day, where you're uh, um, you're having to re-explain your story and try to come up with the, the medical lingo uh, to properly describe to a, a coach or a trainer um, what you've done thus far. Like that's, um, that's an inappropriate thing to have to do. You know, your coach should be able to talk to your, your medical professionals on a, on a level playing field. Okay. Um, and then the last is, uh, you know, having the, the biomechanical um, knowledge and experience to understand all the other things that happened to you because of this injury. Um, or whatever it might have been, a, a rolled ankle, what did that do to your hip because you were in the boot for so long? Um, you know, what neuromuscular patterns, you know, your footwork, all the all the skills that you've had since you were a little kid and haven't had to stop them at any given point. Um, you know, all of a sudden you just took nine months off or you just took a year off. Um, you know, what, is, what does that mean? And having the understanding that, that some things were lost and, and that's part of the return to play program is um, is getting all that back to your uh, level of expectation um, not just general population this is great so um, if you had to wrap it up and, sum- and summarize our entire conversation with regards to return to play post injury um in, in like words of encouragement for the people that are out there um, what would that yep. be constant constant pursuit of education um, that's that's what you're doing Rob but you know when we met at TPI um, it's it's what I'm doing it's what every athlete and their parents should be doing um, the the system the protocols everything in this world is advancing at such a high speed for, for any part of your your life, including your athletic career and your, your injuries and your recovery, can't have a static state either. Um, so, you know, in, uh, in everything that I recommend to an athlete and everything I'm doing with an athlete, the, the number one goal is to educate, to enlighten, um, to advance somebody's understanding of, uh, of the world they're living in, whether it's the micro world of, of a sport um, or, or getting on a larger scale with something like an injury that will impact the rest of your life. You know, the, the choice to get a surgery, the choice to do PT, the choice to return to play, the choice to get back out on the field and do the exact thing that just hurt you. Um, all of that has to, has to circle back to, you know, there are no blind decisions. There can't be blind decisions. Um, so educate 
to the highest level, educate to the best of our ability to, to create the best system possible. So for those who want to get in touch with you, how do we do that? Social media, Facebook, Twitter? Absolutely. Easiest way, all of all of my social media handles are VSP Westchester. VSP is in Velocity Sports Performance. VSP Westchester, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and then, uh, you know, you can also contact us through our website, VelocityWestchester.com. That's great. Uh, this is Transcendent Sport. I'm your host, Rob Cruz. Our guest has been Jordan Bledsoe. He's the director of performance at Velocity Sports Performance Westchester. And we're looking forward, Jordan, to having you back, obviously, if, you, if you'd be willing to come back and explore other topics in human performance, as well as this topic that we went over today. Absolutely. You guys aren't going to be able to get rid of me. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to this weekend. We got some things popping off this weekend. I'm fired up. I can't wait to get out there. We're going to be doing some stuff. In the, well, I'm going to be doing some stuff on the vision side with some of the athletes. We're going to do a little bit of assessments uh, um, to introduce our fall uh, quarterly um, athletic assessment program, which I'm really, really excited about. And just getting people to understand how it all matters. The whole thing matters. So I'm looking forward to that. So, Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, signing out. Rob Cruz, Transcendent Sport.